VA Health and Benefits, official mobile app for VA Health and Benefits. VA's official mobile app is a smarter, more convenient way for veterans to manage and carry their VA Health and Benefits information. One veteran notes, I went into my local hardware store and logged into my VA mobile app. A quick glance at my phone showed them I was a veteran and I was able to get the veteran discount without any paperwork. It was easy and convenient. Download the app via the Apple Store at https colon forward slash forward slash apple dot co forward slash three uppercase j lowercase b lowercase k nine uppercase o lowercase l or download the app via the Google Play Store at https colon forward slash forward slash bit dot ly forward slash 3 uppercase q 5 lowercase q 9 uppercase l 5Hello and welcome again to Oscar Mike Radio. My name is Travis. I'm the host. Oscar Mike Radio is part of the Hoobazoo Network. You can find out more on hoobazoo.com. I want to thank my sponsors, Joyce Asak of Asak Real Estate, Army National Guard veteran Mark Holmes of Reapers Detailing and Power Washing, and my supporters, all veteran-owned businesses, Semper Savage, Bottom Gun Coffee, and Quezon Shaving Company. And I'm really excited about today, this show, because we're having on a, a prior guest of Oscar Mike Radio, a civilian working for Veterans Advocacy. Uh, he is the, the, the CEO of Freedom Alliance, if I got that right, I think I do. And I want to welcome back, I'm so excited to have Mr. Tom Kilgannon of the Freedom Alliance back. Tom, welcome again. Hey, Travis, it's great to be back on Oscar Mike Radio. Thanks for having me. No, it's great. I learned a whole lot last time you were on about what you all do and how it affected you. So we're going to get right into it because I'm so excited. Kind of tell us before we get into you a little bit, what the Freedom Alliance is and what you all do, please. Sure. Freedom Alliance is a charitable organization and we're uh, here to help and support uh, combat veterans, military families. And we do that in a variety of ways. Uh, first is we're, we're helping uh, combat veterans uh, overcome the wounds of war. And currently, with most of the veterans we're working with, uh, we're, we're addressing the uh, moral injury or the emotional injury uh, that results from uh, being in combat or having been, you know, so many dif different deployments and seeing different things uh, and just working through the stressors and the anxieties that they bring back and the um the, the problems that they create. So we do that by getting them out on the water, taking them fishing, taking them hunting, uh, putting them in small groups of uh, like-minded veterans who are uh, overcoming those difficulties as well so that they can talk and uh, create accountability uh, partners and, and uh, advocates uh, for their, their care. And uh, that helps a lot. It really, we, the feedback we get is it helps to alle alleviate the stress uh, to help them to focus on what they need to do to uh, overcome those moral injuries. 
And secondly, uh, uh, and this is a part that I know we'll get into in more detail, but we're providing college scholarships to kids whose parents were killed or permanently disabled in the service of our nation. And uh, we currently have uh, 600 students on scholarship. We give out a few million dollars a year. And we do that so that we can help uh, honor those sacrifices that were made, but in a more practical way, help these kids of heroes to uh, get the education that they want and I think they deserve. That's amazing that, that you all impact that many lives. And one thing I want to ask you about that, you know, there's there's a notional out there that, you know, hey, the the, the war in Afghanistan is, is over, Operation Iraqi Freedom is over, you know, veterans don't need as much now, right? They, you know, we're, we don't need to do as much. You know, what's, what's your view on that? Because, you know, need is constant, right? It is, Travis, and I'm glad you brought this up because it's a central theme that I've been talking about for the last year. I wrote a column about this uh, on townhall.com uh, entitled, The War is Not Over. The war is not over, period. I know the president has said we've withdrawn troops uh, from Afghanistan. Obviously, we've been out of Iraq, uh, but this war is not over. And that is, uh, I believe, true for the entire country. It is especially true for those who have deployed, who have fought, and who have sacrificed. Because, and I say this because, the um, those troops that I just talked about who are dealing with moral injury, the war is still in their mind, it is still in their heart, and as long as it is, they are still fighting it. And we have to be there with them. I believe that when, when a nation goes to war, there are different stages. And uh, obviously, the, the first stage is recruiting and training and getting troops into your armed forces. Uh, the failure of diplomacy is a second stage, and that then failure of diplomacy transfers to military action, and you have the war. And where we are now is in the last stage of, of all of this, which is national recovery. And I think we, we failed part of that in the way that we withdrew from Afghanistan, um, but I think the nonprofit community has been doing a tremendous job of uh, helping to ease the burdens of military families. That's, we, we've got a long way to go, and there's a lot more work to do. But uh, we as a nation have to understand that those who deployed over these last 20 years, they are continuing to hurt and suffer and uh, trying to rehabilitate and Freedom Alliance, along with others in the military support community, are standing by their side and trying to help them to do that. Yeah, because, you know, last time we talked, it was primarily about the scholarship, which is extremely important to those service members' families who experience loss or, you know, that, that individual can't provide the kind of education they want for their children. But one thing that, you know, getting caught up is, I'm like, wow, you're doing a whole lot more than just scholarships. So, can you take me through some of those initiatives that you all are doing? Sure. Um, in fact, later this week, I'll be uh, out in Las Vegas, and uh, we will be uh, presenting a vehicle to a wounded veteran. Uh, we're doing that in partner with our partners at U.S. Bank. Uh, we've given vehicles to dozens of recovering uh, veterans, and that helps them with their independence, their mobility. Uh, in this case, it's going to help a service member to get to the many um, VA and rehab appointments that he needs to get to. Uh, we are giving all-terrain wheelchairs. Uh, you know, many veterans, and, and we do this a lot, we get them out on fishing trips and hunting trips 
Uh, but for those who are on prosthetics or who have degenerative illnesses or um, who have difficulty walking uh, through, you know, uh, tough brush and, and brambles and all of that in, in the woods and the forest, uh, they need help in getting out there or getting to the side of a lake. So these customized wheelchairs, uh, which go through the snow and the sand and everything, that uh, they help a lot. So that's, an, that's another initiative of Freedom Alliance. Uh, we just held a big uh, fishing tournament with our partners at War Heroes on Water. We had 115 combat vets out on the, on the water. And so uh, that uh, was done with the help of 50 uh, beautiful uh, world-class fishing yachts. And so what you have is, um, in one sense, you have 115 combat veterans in one event, but really what you have is 50 small group um, outings because you have, you know, you divide them up in uh, groups of two or three on each boat. And in those settings, tremendous conversations are had where they are just able to talk about what burdens them, what frightens them, what their demons look like, uh, how those demons arrive, whether it's through nightmares or whether it's daydreams or, you know, uh, um, distractions or whatever it might be. And they talk about that and they share stories of how they get through the day and how they get through over that next hurdle. And so um, we have we have dozens of events each year that uh, help to facilitate those kinds of interactions. Um, the vehicles, the all-terrain wheelchairs. Uh, we just uh, we do some equine therapy, and um, and then we're we're also doing some mortgage-free homes uh, for service members. So it's a, it's a it's a variety of of uh, activities. But in each case, what we're trying to do is to get to get to know the veteran, um, be friends with them, earn their trust, and be able to help them through their continuum of care for as long as we were able. So one, so one thing that, that strikes me when I, when I, you know, talked to you the first time and then, you know, got really excited to talk to you the second time because you do so much is the aspect of partnerships. I kind of want to go down that road a little bit because a lot of nonprofits I talk with are people in nonprofits who want to be in their silo. But it seems like you all, your success is hinged on being able to build these relationships with you know external entities who you wouldn't traditionally think be involved with veterans' causes, but you build that relationship. Now, how, how important is that to be able to do that? I think it's tremendously important, and uh, we do it whenever we can and, and where we can. And obviously, what we're looking for are partners that uh, their heart is uh, bringing to us a, a desire to serve, uh, resources that we don't have that we need in order to make the the project successful. And um, and and we've got wonderful partners. Uh, as I mentioned, U.S. Bank, we're doing a number of initiatives with them. Uh, War Heroes on Water is a an extraordinary partner who brings resources we could barely even imagine uh, for a small organization like Freedom Alliance. Uh, the Johnny Mac Soldiers Fund is a tremendous partner for us that helps us to give millions of dollars each year to kids for these scholarships. Um, and so I think it's um, uh, we're we're always looking to be able to to work with people who would like to work with us and. Uh, I think it's I think it's important because together we can do more than we can do on our own, and um, 
and and we'd like to do more of that uh, for, with you know with the right folks. So you have these things all going. We talked like a year, year and a half ago. Have you all grown as a nonprofit org since then, or is it still steady state? I guess what I'm trying to get to is when we talked, COVID was was hitting you all like a lot of nonprofits and you were adjusting around that. What's it been like coming out of COVID and, and embracing a COVID, you know, less future, if I can say that. Does that even make sense? <laughs> yeah, COVID, COVID free future. Uh, it, it has been great coming out of COVID, leaving that that thing behind us, uh, you know, ripping the masks off and, and being able to enjoy one another and enjoy each other's company again. Uh, I think it's, uh, we like, as you said, most nonprofits, we had to adjust and we adjusted well and we did a lot of great things during that time. We had a lot of conversations like this over um, uh, the, the Zoom uh, application and uh, we brought veterans together and it worked and it was very effective at that time. And we're still doing some of that. Um, so it, it, we, we discovered something that is very useful uh, to us. But when you're working with veterans and you're trying to earn their trust and you're trying to help them through very difficult situations, you need to be there face to face. You need to be able to, to shake their hand and give them a hug and look them in the eye and say, you know, we're going to be here for you and we're praying for you and uh, here's how we're going to help. And, uh, and, and that's very much appreciated. And we have to be there in person. So all of our, our in-person events are back. They're robust. They're going well. Uh, the troops and their families are uh, eager to participate. They want to be with one another. They enjoy seeing uh, each other, being in, in each other's company. The laughter is more robust. Uh, the jokes are funnier. The uh, conversation is more authentic. And it's just wonderful uh, to be back and, and to be able to see and, and hear and laugh with others. This is amazing. I'm, I'm really happy to hear that. And and one thing I kind of touched on last time that I kind of, I want to, I want you to unpack it again for me because I think it's really impactful. And the reason is a lot of civilians, whether they're working in a nonprofit or, you know, have a business that wants to partnership with veterans causes, there's still a bit of hesitation for a lot of them because they've never served. And they're very unsure how to approach that organization or that veteran because they're worried about speaking the language. And as we discussed last time, you yourself did not serve, but you know, how can somebody who's a bit apprehensive about making that leap into partnering with an organization like yours, what should they know and how, how do they get over that? Uh, it's a great question, Travis. And, um, you know, we've, we've seen this in different stages. I, I know it, uh, if you go back 20 years, when, when I was doing, uh, you know, shows like this, uh, you'd be on the program and people say, how, well, how can I help? Uh, and it, at that time it was, uh, well, it always is, it's, it's, it's a sincere offer of help, but they just don't know how, and they, they want to help. And so, you know, at that time it was, well, donate uh, socks or, or items for care packages or phone cards or things of that nature. We're in a very different stage now. And so when people say that they want to help, um, uh, make that offer, you know, find the, find the nonprofit that appeals to you, the kind of work that you're, that, that you like, 
and that you think you can contribute to. Uh, obviously, for all of us in the nonprofit community, the, the cash donations help because they give us some flexibility on how to use that and where to put it and where to allocate it. And, uh, and that's always best. And uh, but if you've got a talent or a resource or something that can help out, uh, just contact Freedom Alliance or the nonprofit you're working with and let them know what that is. You know, I have a I have a specialty skill. I'm I'm an attorney. I'm a CPA. I'm a, a hairdresser. I can uh, I'm an, and I'm happy to donate my talents and skills or in our case. Uh, if if you're the owner of a luxury fishing yacht in Newport Beach or Southern California, we could use that for our War Heroes on Water tournament. Um, we could use it in, in Costa Rica, where we do a lot of our uh, fishing expeditions. If you've got a, a, a ranch uh, or a place to host a hunting uh, weekend, you know, let us know that. So... Um, just think about what it is you have to offer. It might be time, it might be money, it might be talent, and and sort of to the extent you can quantify that. I could give a weekend a month or uh, a weekend every month or whatever it is, and 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 just let the the contact at the nonprofit organization process that information. Think about it a little bit and where where best to use it if we're able to use it at all. Um, and, uh, and, and I think that's the best way to go, but it's, uh, what we also find, uh, with, uh, with our outings, when we do get the civilian population involved, um, the veterans really like that. They don't, they don't want civilians who are going to come to them and sort of put them on a pedestal and, and, um, you know, tell them how great they are. They want authentic relationships to, uh, it, you know, with a with a boat owner, or a race car owner, or a or a somebody in in a who owns their own business, they want to get to know that person. You know, how did you start your own business? What did you do? How what makes you successful? When you sit down to write a book, uh, how do you where do you start? How do you begin? You know, they're they're curious just like the rest of us. Um, they're looking for opportunities. Their skill sets are all over the place. If you know, you take fifty guys who are in an infantry unit, and you've got. Uh, they all have one skill set, which is to be able to to take on the enemy effectively. But beyond that, they have 50 different skill sets because they're all uh, interested in different things, whether it's literature or arts or sports or athletics or business or whatever it might be. So uh, just, you know, uh, approach them um, as you would anybody else. And uh, you're going to get to learn about them, but let them learn about you as well. I, I'm just sitting here because yes, it's like you're talking to me right now. I don't, I don't want to be, you know, I didn't serve in combat, but I still, I don't want to be in that, you know, Hey, everybody stand up now and uh, clap for the veteran, right? I, I want to understand how you did what you did and, and grew what you, you went after. But one of the things that, that, you know, got me really interested in you when, you know, we, we started talking is the, the aspect of the scholarships. And, you know, that requires a different set of, I wouldn't say skills, but, you know, a different kind of outreach focus, right? Because right from the get-go, it's a bad situation. This, this person either died or is infirm at the point where they can't provide for their family. What's that like bridging that relationship with that veteran's family for that child to get a, a head start in life? 
Well, uh, first off, it's a tremendous honor because, uh, as you just said, Travis, these these families have been through uh, a great deal, and uh, it is it is it is hard to understand just how uh, deep the hurt is and how the sadness and the loss live on for a long time. Uh, in our case. I think in most cases with our scholarship students, we are working with them or, or um, uh, being introduced to them and then working with them 10, 15 years after their, they lost their parent or the parent was injured. And, um, and so they're in, a, they're in a different place. But the scholarship that we give is unique in the sense that it's not about the child's accomplishments uh, necessarily. It is about the parents' uh, service and sacrifice and accomplishments. And so um, obviously the, the student has to have good grades and they have to be enrolled in a, in a university. Um, but the, the accomplishment that they do have, I'd say, is that they have, they are dealing with a tremendous loss and showing all of us how to overcome adversity, how to uh, continue loving your country despite tragic circumstances, how to honor a fallen or a wounded parent with grace and dignity. And they do that by enrolling in school, by doing well, by coming to Freedom Alliance events and standing up at the podium and, and speaking into a microphone and saying, my dad is an American hero because, and um, and that is very difficult for some of them, uh, especially at first. But they do it because they do it for the same reasons that we give them the scholarship, because their parents' sacrifice deserves to be remembered, and honored, and given tribute over the years, not just at the time it happened but for years and years and years to come. And so, uh, you know, like the veterans, we, we just, we, we try to get to know them, earn their trust, befriend them, and be a positive uh, force and a positive role model in their lives. And, and one thing I wanna make clear here on, uh, to your audience, Travis, is that uh, for this academic year of, of 2022, 2023, Freedom Alliance still has resources available for those who qualify. And these these are students whose parents were killed or permanently disabled uh, in military service. And if, if anybody who thinks they qualify just goes to fascholarship.com, uh, they'll be able to get an application and apply and we'll get them the resources to go to school. So I, I will have that link in the Oscar Mike radio show post, but just to be clear is, um, and tell me if I'm wrong here, is your 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 child of parents who served our country, and that parent has either been deceased through their combat experience, or I didn't quite understand this. So I'll make sure I get this right. And the, what the parent is infirmed by virtue of their service and can't provide that that college experience. Is that is that the first two primary requirements? Uh, basically, yes. Yeah. So the, the first is if your parent was killed, killed in, in action or training mission or uh, permanently disabled as a result of a combat or training mission. 
Um, there, there are other criteria. For example, if, if you're the child of a Medal of Honor recipient, uh, recipient of one of the Distinguished Crosses, uh, you'd qualify as well and, and some others. So I encourage anybody who, uh, you know, uh, is, is in this kind of a situation to go to fascholarship.com, look at uh, the, the various ways that you might qualify for this, and, and we'll get you some help. Uh, to be able to hopefully afford the college that you'd like to attend. So it's those two main requirements. Go to fascholarship.com, start the process, and then somebody from your organization reaches out to that prospective uh, student? Yeah, so when you go there, the um, the student would fill out an application. Uh, we do require you know some uh, information about the parents' uh, uh, service and their history. Uh, what school you're going to, you know, obvious uh, things like that. But uh, we we get that. We accept those applications on a rolling basis. Uh, we get back to students as quickly as possible, and that's usually uh, not very long at all. And uh, and we're just we we want to make sure that uh, anybody who qualifies for this is is aware of the the resources that are available, and that they take advantage of it. Uh, I know there are other resources out there, the GI Bill, for example, um, but I would encourage anybody, uh, you know, who thinks they qualify, look to Freedom Alliance and other scholarship nonprofits first before you start expending your GI Bill benefits. Because if um, it, Freedom Alliance and many other scholarship organizations, nonprofits, um, we are we're restricted to undergraduate study. And so you can get a lot of your college paid for through nonprofits. And then if you want to go on and get a master's degree or higher degree or some other uh, form of higher education, then you can still use your, your GI Bill benefits. And, uh, and so that way you get you know, more bang for the buck for all the, uh, all the benefits that are available to you. Awesome. Awesome. So I, I understand completely. I'll have it in the show post and it's very important because, you know, college costs are of course going up and for a lot of children, it's, it's the only way out. I, I guess, you know, I asked this before last time, but I definitely think it bears asking again, you, know, you do this work and you get to see veterans in this space and their children. You know, tell me again, what it's like when, you know, that, child for example understands they're going to college and then do you get to meet or talk to any of the children after they graduate college oh sure um when uh you know when when they get the the scholarship the first time it is uh we we on a regular basis we get notes and emails and letters of thanks and some of them are very profound and in some cases they say it was uh, this scholarship that put me over the top of, of being able to afford it. Um, in other cases, it is their thanks for remembering their dad, uh, their mom. Um, we've got, uh, you know, probably 95% uh, of our scholarships are based on the father's service record. But there are some, there, there's at least uh, two dozen, I'd say, or more, where it is the mother's sacrifice that qualifies the student for the scholarship. And so um, in those cases, they're, they're especially happy because uh, I guess, you know, we're, we're still not honoring female service members the way we should be. 
Um, and then when they graduate, yeah, we, we try and keep in touch with our students as much as possible. In fact, we have one of our graduates was just accepted into the FBI Academy. We're very happy about All right. it. Two of our students uh, have received uh, very prestigious uh, congressional fellowships. Several of our students are um, either in ROTC or, or enlisting uh, and following in their father's footsteps. Uh, some are at... Um, uh, big corporations and, and doing very well. So we love always hearing the success stories of our students and, uh, and where they are and how they're growing. It's just, um, I can see the smile on your face. It has to be, you know, a lot of people go to work and, you know, wonder if their work really matters and what you do on a daily basis for you and your team and your staff matters every day. You know, personally, you know, what does that do for you as, as you go through this and, and continue the work that you all are doing? It's, uh, Travis, I'll tell you, it's, it's a real honor and it's, um, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, there are tough days. Um, we just, uh, we just lost, uh, one of the service members that we helped, uh, about 10 years ago. Um, you know, very sad to see that, uh, and there, there are challenges, uh, no question. But we're here because they are being challenged in their lives, and we want to help them through that. So when you have somebody come to you and say, hey, you know, the help that you provided really got me through a difficult spot or, or made me um, decide not to take the action that I was going to, uh, that is tremendously rewarding. I think uh, I'm very proud of the fact that Freedom Alliance has been part of a a very proactive, positive coalition of military support organizations that I, I think have changed the changed our history. There was a time in our country when we did not uh, appreciate and uh, support veterans and military families the way that uh, we should have. And I'm referring, of course, to the Vietnam era, but we've changed that. And we have uh, really enlisted the support of corporate America, of uh, you know, the big media like Oscar Mike Radio to get the word out and uh, and, and so many other uh, parts of our society that uh, that are are helping out and want to be a part of veterans lives and get to know them on a, on a personal level. So it's uh, it's rewarding, not just from the perspective of the help that Freedom Alliance provides to the veterans, but building these coalitions, as we talked about earlier, you know, being able to attract 50 yacht owners uh, to open their homes, in a sense, to groups of veterans and get out there. And when they return to the pier after, you know, four days of fishing, um, the veterans saying, uh, hey, that was, that was really a great trip. It was, it was life-changing. And the, uh, and the yacht owner saying, it, it did more for me than it did for the veteran, because now I see things differently. I've got a new great friend and, uh, and, and, it was a, a life-changing experience for the the captain and the crew as well. So it's um, it's it's just I I enjoy what I do as uh, you might be able to tell. Uh, I I don't know, sir. I had I had no idea. I was kind of drawing a blank here, but you have enlightened <laughs> me greatly. Like you, Travis. <laughs> you well, you've enlightened me greatly. And you know, one thing I want to see happen out of this is that somebody else who's thinking about advocating will and. It just gives me hope because, you know, veterans aren't being forgotten now, and we're trying to go back and help those Vietnam veterans. So, look, 
Mr. Kelgannon, I know you're a busy man. I want to thank you for the time you've given me to come on Oscar Mike Radio and share with us. Uh, it, it's it, it does my heart good. It's my heart good to see the work you all are doing. And, um, you know, if there's still scholarship uh, help available, I'd definitely like to see somebody take advantage of that. Thank you. Well, thank you, Travis. I really appreciate it. And uh, just two closing thoughts for those who think they qualify. Fascholarship.com. See if you qualify for a scholarship. We'll get you help. And as we talked about earlier, the war is not over. Veterans and military families still need help. They need our support. They need our love and resources. God bless you, Travis. Thanks for having me on. Well, Mr. Kogan, as we say in Oscar Mike Radio, we are mission in flight. You're definitely in flight. And again, go to fascholarship.com to find out more. I have all the links and uh, hopefully he'll be on again next year to talk about other stuff. So thank you again. You have a great day. Thank you. I want to thank you for joining me and watching Oscar Mike Radio. Now go to oscarmikeradio.com and click shop to check out all the cool merchandise from Authentically American. All proceeds go to veteran service organizations. We are Mission in Flight.